0: Hey everybody, Um, I just wanted to give you a a quick update before we get into today's episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, We are thinking about uh, ending up rolling out these as a couple of specialty episodes um, as part of our Patreon. Um, So if you like what you hear, um, we're probably going to start rolling these out uh, pretty soon. Uh, as well as some video content from myself and some blog content from Blake. Um, the episode today that you're going to hear, uh, Blake is currently snowed in in Wyoming. Uh, they're having a an actual blizzard right now, um, but I am going to be doing a quick review. Um, so if you want to stick around for the review, feel free to listen to the episode. I'm going to be covering, um, if you can see from the title, obviously, uh, Alita Battle Angel, um, the movie, the live action one. Um, and I'm going to be giving a review on that as well as going over a little bit of history on the uh, the manga that it is originally based off as well um, but if you don't uh, you can join us back next week thanks so much Okay, uh so I'm gonna go ahead and jump in uh with uh Alita Battle Angel um or is the Actual manga is uh, named, uh, I think it's Gunum, uh, which is going to be uh, known with the English translation as Battle Angel Alita, or what it was turned into when it came to America. Uh, I think Gunnum means gun dream. It's um, a manga that is really cyberpunk, um, and uh, it if you don't know what that is, it's it's uh, going to be like a mixed between. Uh, Like futuristic and kind of beaten down society. I usually kind of think about it as like uh, you know like. Uh, not as hipstery as steampunk, um, but it's definitely more uh, science fictiony. But it's kind of grungy at the same time. So if you took like the the sleekness of a lot of science fiction worlds, and then you just added like a layer of dirt on top of it, you usually have what's like cyberpunk. Um, the way that it feels um, like a like cool mix between the two. Um, I will preface this by saying that I have not read through the manga yet. Um, I did see the movie um, and I have some opinions on that. Uh, so if uh, we're going in, I, I mentioned before, there's going to be some spoilers on the movie on this. Um, I am going to be reviewing it and going into a little bit of detail of what I saw inside of the movie. Um, but if you if you wanted to kind of uh, jump off at that point and go see the movie and then come back and see what I thought, um, I am more than happy to talk to you about it. Um, so, uh, what is this movie about? Okay, so, uh, the movie itself is about this... Okay, I I, I came into the movie not reading the manga because I decided that I wanted to experience the movie without any preconceived notions and not have any bad feelings about it. So the world that I was introduced to was uh, this, it's like semi-dystopian future, but not at all at the same time. So one of the things that that got me right off the bat is that there is this like golden city in the clouds, right? And then there is this um, like city that's down below it, but you never really feel like the poverty or the pain inside of the city, or like the grunginess inside of the city. It's just like people would like to be in the nicer place that is above them. Is sort of how it came off to me, which I I don't know if I if I really, really got a chance uh, to experience the world. I don't know if you've ever seen those movies inside of sci-fi um, that that do a good job of world building. Um, I, I, I think the one that comes to mind immediately when I think about it is the original um, Matrix movie um, or uh, the original let's say dune movie um where they they give you a sense of like the grandiosity of the the world that's around you um or the really like dark dystopian um world that's around you by having the people experience like the heat of the world or um, like uh, this is a great example of it. So the dystopian thing that I'm sort of thinking about here is like Mad Max. If you've seen the original Mad Max, it's not as good as the new Mad Max movie in, in terms of making you feel like what the world around you is, is like. I don't know if that's just because I, I you know, I don't like Mel Gibson so much or if it's just because of how uh, fucking fantastic the new movie is. Um, I mean, I mean, what are you going to do put a guy that's rocking out to a guitar on top of a gigantic amp that's also tied to a um, monster truck and not say that that's badass anyways um so uh when you get into that movie every moment that uh, you spend inside of this desert you can see these people breaking down and breaking apart so like one of the characters that you have to think about in when you're building these kind of sci-fi, you know, huge worlds is that the world around them is also a very important part of. The world, I mean, of the movie itself, or of the show itself. Um, It's like when we were covering Cowboy Bebop, and you were going into uh, these different sections of these different worlds, and every time that you landed on them, you could see people interacting with them like normal people would. Well, here's where I get back to Alita. The movie has a gigantic junkyard in the middle of this city and that is the only like beaten down part of the city I saw everything else seemed really nice and it also kind of made me wonder like why are these people so desperate to get to this city that's in the sky like they they didn't seem like people were starving on the streets it seemed like anytime anybody wanted, you know, they, they lost an arm or lost a leg or something like that from an accident or something, they immediately were able to get, um, you know, a, a new appendage. It didn't, you didn't see these people that were just like suffering all the time. you had like brief moments of it where they like had to remind you that what this world was supposed to be where like they would cut back to you know um like an oppressive gigantic robot that's rolling through the streets or um they would tell you about like these people that were like you know uh killing other people on the streets seemingly for no reason i'll get back to that in just a second um but it, it didn't it didn't ever make me feel like i was in you know a world that i had to escape from it it never made me feel like i i couldn't survive inside of this world without escaping to the city that was in the clouds above me it also has this other aspect of it where all of these people are able to go to like this insane roller derby match in the middle of the in the middle of the city to get to this amazing place that's in the clouds so there were a lot of issues that being my first uh frustrating one um and then uh let's go ahead and get to the storyline and the, the plot arc of it so, um you start out with uh, uh Christoph Waltz um is playing a character named uh Dr. Dyson Ito. Uh, um he is uh wandering through this junkyard and happens upon uh, Alita's body or like a body that we don't know is named Alita yet or is not named Alita yet. Um we'll get to that in a second, but <laughs> um He comes across this body that's kind of like half mangled, um, mostly just like broken apart, like its legs and its arms have been pulled out. Um, And he uh, ends up taking that body with him um, because he turns out to be like a mech engineer. Uh, he can put together androids. Um, he builds uh, like cybernetic arms and legs, and I guess torsos and heads uh, for people um, inside of this world. You, you'll figure out pretty quickly um, that they they can basically do anything with technology because they're so technologically advanced. Um, but at, at the same time, like I, I guess they they can't, you know, they some people up in the sky are taking stuff away from people down below. It it doesn't it doesn't super hold water, but whatever. Um, the, uh, the next character that we're going to meet in, inside of, uh, here is going to be, uh, Dr. Ito's assistant. Um, and with that being said, this character didn't, this character didn't really feel like she got enough time on screen to matter, but, they kept on doing that thing where they they cut to the character and they they tried they tried to um make her more important and experience things as more important or be like almost a maternal character uh to Alita um who we're gonna meet in a second and this is uh Nurse Gerhard um she or G- Nurse Gerhard um and uh it it was one of those things where I'm like. If you're going to have a character inside of the movie, can you at least like put a little bit of time inside of them um, without cutting to more of your CGI overblown um, kind of battle fest? Um, anyways, back to Alita. Uh, Alita has been put together at this point, um, and uh, the, her arms uh, have been reattached to her body and her legs. Basically, her entire body was put back together um with her mechanical heart inside of uh this body that it, it uh Dr Dr Ito had basically just has sitting on hand um Alita is played by uh, Rosa Salazar um uh, a character uh, an actress that I never really heard of before but um, I, I went ahead and, and looked her up a little bit afterwards. Um, it looks like she's, she's done a, a couple of movies, um, that I, I didn't really watch. Um, I did watch the Maze Runner movies, but I don't really remember her from that. Um, and then she was in the Insurgent movie, um, which I definitely did not see. Um, and also in Bird Box, um, which, hmm, I... I sort of checked out from ever wanting to see that movie um it was sort of ripped apart as well, but that's that's neither here nor there in this conversation um then uh once she gets back and up on her feet um she is going to immediately start trusting Eno there is it doesn't seem to be a real um connection made between the two. And then she immediately starts to think that he is this murderer that has been going around the city and killing girls. Um, it's it's like she has this impression immediately upon him that doesn't feel earned, um, and then it is immediately taken away, and then it is earned later. So it's it's one of those like uh, catch twenty two moments where it's just like it. It is not, neither right or wrong at the very start. And, you know, neither one is the correct path to take at the very start. And then both of them are taken away and answered with a something that it just it sort of comes out of the blue. Um, and this is, again, from somebody who hasn't read the manga. So I don't know if they had a lot more time to spend inside of the manga. But I I assume that they did, um, mostly because the, the manga is really well-regarded, um, by a lot of people that I've talked to that like manga, um, and, uh, like, you know, cyberpunk anime, um, or cyberpunk manga and are reading about it. They, they told me that this is a really interesting, you know, a really interesting manga that I should check out. Um, but this movie is not doing it any favors. Um, the next thing that is going to happen is that, uh, after, um, she, she, um, in prints on dr ito um she is going to um meet another important character inside of the story um that being played by um i i believe her name is Kyron um and that's played by jennifer conley this character felt like she came out of nowhere jennifer conley plays her kind of like a robot um in this movie she has these moments where she's like I can feel like the director behind the camera being like, "You have to be upset in this moment, or you have to be this inside of the moment." It never felt like she really like dove down deep inside of the character, understand what was happening there, which is frustrating because one of my favorite movies of all time is *Requiem for a Dream*, and Jennifer Connelly in that is amazing. So it's it's it really rubbed me the wrong way to see Jennifer Connelly sort of fall for Grace instead of uh, instead of that. But, anyways. Um, the, uh, the next thing that we're going to see is, um, uh, Alita's character, um, meeting this boy in the street. She almost gets crushed, um, and is saved by Hugo. Um, Hugo is played by, uh, Kian Johnson, um, and he is going to be, um, a- a very important character to Alita. Um, he is this kind of like roller derby guy who also rides a motorcycle and also doesn't play in the motor derby. Um, he's he's sort of an uh, amalgamation of a whole bunch of different things of just like the rule of cool character that isn't a cyborg um, in the movie so far. Um, he uh, he's he's one of those he's he's one of those inside of the movie that you um, are obviously told that should be the love interest As as soon as you see him come on screen you're like oh so this is supposed to be the person that is supposed to be uh in love with lita they uh, immediately have like a meet cute when she is saved um and then he just kind of rides off after wanting to talk to her more um Dr. Ito is going to be very protective of Alita. Um, and then we hear more about how there is a murderer going around the streets. Um, and then Alita stays up to see Dr. Ito sneaking off in the middle of the night. Um, Dr. Ito, it turns out, is hunting these people that are hunting girls in the street. And the reason why they are hunting these people is so that they can take parts from them. So it it's kind of... It's kind of like a like a Jack the Ripper situation. Like I, we've been watching a lot of Soul Eater, um, so it, it it had a moment where I was just like, oh, we just watched a thing that was a kind of a, a cool take on Jack the Ripper. So this is kind of a cool take on that. And I thought, you know, um, it was just going to be one character. Instead, it was like a trio of three super powered robot people. Um, two of them uh, did not stand up to um, to Ito or it turns out Alita who is going to get in the middle of this fight as well when Dr. Ito um uh, starts to fight with his giant rocket hammer um by the way you heard that right that is a giant rocket hammer that was in a movie that was put out by Hollywood um so i i'm like y- you did some parts of the manga like well by having just like these random insane things that most people would be like that that shouldn't be how you create a weapon um also like <laughs> Christoph Waltz carrying it around, by the way, it's just like, he just does not look like he can carry it. And also, there's a lot of moments where, like, if you see Thor carrying a hammer, his body type is just like, oh, that makes sense. Also, his hammer is much smaller, even like his uh like his hammer from the the new infinity war Wars movie is much smaller than this rocket hammer that Christoph Waltz is carrying around, and I had a moment where I was just like, "Did he ever think in his in his dreams that he was like, "You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get nominated for like Oscars for playing this character um uh, and then I'm gonna turn around." And I'm gonna play this rocket uh, hammer wielding uh, scientist doctor um, that's also a bounty hunter inside of uh, a movie that's based off a manga. I I just it's a really weird spin, and I had a whole bunch of moments when I was watching this movie where I was like, "How did they get these actors to sign on to this? (laughs) Like, did they sign on to this?" I don't know. I, I, the one I'm most, uh, most talking about is, I'll, I'll bring up in a moment, but um, the the other characters that you're going to uh, uh, be fighting in the street do not matter. They are immediately killed and destroyed. Um, and then uh, uh, Jackie Earls character, um, he's this, like, big giant mech guy, um, he, or he, this big giant android guy that has, like, a mostly mech body, and... Um, and he is going to um, fight against Alita and get taken down, and then uh, shirk off into the Undercity, which they never explain in the movie, um, but I have to assume should have been important. Um, I, maybe it's just like a city built on top of a city, kind of like how Seattle is. Anyways, um, so he's going to slink off. Uh, Alita's going to go back, um, and then uh, she's going to spend some more time with her her you know new father figure, Doctor Ido where they are going to turn in the heads of these bounties that they have collected um, to a giant weird rotating robotic face that is surrounded by giant mech robots um, that uh, he is also going to turn out to be some sort of a bounty hunter and explain that um, everybody inside of the city is um, you know either, either people living their lives or part of like this bounty hunter guild that lives inside of the city as well instead of like police officers because because there's no real police here. It's kind of like the Wild West. Anyways, all that um, being said, uh, there are going to be a lot more things that I could talk about inside of, like, the plot of this movie, Um, but there are really just, it's... It gets to the point where, like, I could go on for hours about it and it'd be less of a review and more of just e- explaining exactly what's going on inside of it. So, I'm going to give you the next plot points pretty quickly because it feels like it's, I don't know, like 20, 25 chapters of a manga or. Tr- more like volumes um, where they just hit these plot points so fast and so loose that you never are able to catch up with them. And by the time it gets the payoff on it, it's already going into the next tangent. So next things that happen... Alita gets really good at this rollerball game then she gets an entirely new body because she gets inside of this robot guild uh, assassins uh, or these uh, bounty hunter robot guild Um, she fights with this uh, guy who has a sword, he's not really important um, because it turns out that uh, the leader of uh, the rollerball people um, is going to be somebody that has been hiring this giant mech guy in order to go out and get parts for these people that are fighting inside the rollerball ball derby uh don't worry about that because alita is going to be the best person ever at it and never have to train to uh learn any of this stuff instead she's having these weird dreams about the past Anyways, um, she is going to, uh, go to the bar of some of these bounty hunters, end up getting in the middle of the fight, uh, in the middle of a fight that she starts and then tries to end, uh, really abruptly and tries to bring everybody together so that they can fight against this unstoppable force that we don't really understand inside of the city. Then uh giant mech guy is going to show up again after, uh, he has revealed, um, when he meets up with uh, Mahershala Ali's character named uh, Vector, um, who is uh, sometimes possessed and sometimes not possessed by this weird uh, force that apparently comes from the sky in that weird city that is floating above them, Um, then uh, the giant mech robot guy is going to come into this bar after the fight happens. He is going to get into a fight with Alita and also this guy that has a bunch of dogs. Um, These dogs are mechs though, so don't worry about them. They'll be fine. Um, So they fight and then they Go down into the weird undercity where they fight, and don't worry about the undercity because this is the last time you're ever going to see it. Um, then uh, Alita is ripped into pieces when she thinks that she can fight with the suit, the body that she's inside of. Um, and uh, oh, did I mention that uh, she went out with her friends and found this weird crash ship? And then uh, inside of the crash ship, there's like an alien race that left their mech suits or their robot suits, robot suits, or maybe they weren't aliens and maybe they were created by the humans on the planet. Or super it's advanced um uh ai or something that left the planet i don't know they didn't explain it um anyways uh so they uh when she is completely decapted decapitated by this giant mech guy um he is she is going to be taken back to dr ito's place where she is going to be put back together on top of this body that is super powerful um then we find out that the only dream of the love interest is to go to the city in the sky and then we find out that you can go to the city in sky um if you just win this rollerball ball tournament which doesn't make any sense and then there's this part where alita literally offers her heart to him for some reason that is probably beautiful inside of the manga, but makes no sense inside of the show um, or inside of the movie. Um, And then from there, um, we are going to find out that the love interest is actually a uh, street thug who goes around with his friends and he cuts up people so that he could bring their parts um, to this uh, giant rollerball thing. So people can fight inside of there. Did I mention that there's a lot of this like rollerball tournament? Anyways, um, let's go into this because roller derby is a super interesting sport It also seems really cool if you did a show about a roller derby that has a bunch of mech people and they're trying to kill each other sounds like murder ball or something like that which sounds really cool instead of spending a lot of time with this instead we're going to mostly spend our time completely out of it except for that one time where alita is going to have to be chased around inside of this uh roller ball place She's going to destroy everybody that is uh, trying to kill her for um, no real reason other than uh, she has a super-powered heart um, that keeps her alive. And apparently she's part of the super-intelligent AI race or um, a group of aliens. I'm not 100% sure who they are. Anyways, um, so then uh, we are going to find... Uh, she is going to find out that her boyfriend is part of these people that are stealing... Um, different people's body parts then uh, her boyfriend is going to be chased by this this bounty hunter who's upset because he got showed up by Alita Um, then he is going to kill her boyfriend but he's not really killed, he gets taken over to the side and uh, Jennifer Conley's character shows up again did I mention that Jennifer Conley is in this movie? it doesn't really matter because all of a sudden um, she magically has everything to put him inside of a completely new body save him, attach him to Alita his heart by, um... Um, uh, attaching her heart to his heart which makes no sense Um, and then uh, she is uh, brought back to Dr. Edo's place um, at Dr. Edo's place he puts uh, her boyfriend into a completely new body um, they decide that they're going to climb up to the city in the sky um, when they climb up to the city in the sky um, as we've learned from one flashback which was menacing um, it's going to rip you apart and spit you out Um, so instead of actually having that happen instead uh she is going to dodge it very you know she's very adept at dodging it but her boyfriend who is in this new body um is not very adept at dodging it he gets hit then she catches him and then she drops him when his arm falls apart because it's too mangled by climbing up the side of this anyways um disembodied person in the sky turns out to actually be a uh a real person in the sky um who is evil um don't worry about him though he will not matter at all in this movie other than being like the menacing person in the sky um and then we see this montage of her getting really good at rollerball and um then she is going to win and rollerball at the end and go up to the city in the sky. Um, And then that's basically the end of the movie. Are you lost? Because I was too. I felt like they, they sh- shoved and slammed in so much information into this hour and a half movie. I swear it's an hour and a half. It makes... No, no sense. They take no, no time with so many different things inside of this movie that I, I really understand why it earned its uh, not very good Rotten Tomatoes score. Um, it, it, it kind of got blown apart um, by um, by the the people that were like the the critics of it. Um, it. Uh, randomly has a 94 on, like, an audience score of it. And I think that as as somebody who really likes um, a a lot of good cinema um, and really likes anime and manga, it gave me neither of the things that I wanted. (laughs) Um, It left me unimpressed with the acting, unimpressed with the writing, unimpressed by what I'm assuming is um, not a very realistic take on the source material Um, and a very, very confusing performance by a lot of actors that are way, way better than this. Um, It, it, it brought me to the point where I was like, I wish they could take these epic stories that should be longer and really delved into more deeply the time they deserve and give them all like the Lord of the Rings-ness that they need. You can take three movies to make a manga series. Why you would take something that is so complex and in-depth and really... Mangas that are really good are usually drawn painstakingly by these people that have worked way more hours than most people inside of the United States work in a year. These people are are pushed to the brink a lot of times in order to keep a schedule that is is incredibly hard on them. Sometimes it even breaks them to the point where, like, they finish their one manga and they're like, I don't know if I can keep on going with this. Because it's, it's a lot of pressure and it's a lot of work that they have to do. So to take somebody's hard, you know, like, hard-fought, hard-created material and do this, you know, unenthused adaptation of it and not take any of the time that it needs to really flush out a story is a disservice. Um, and I I will come out of uh, seeing this movie... Uh telling anybody I know um about it about the same I really wanted it to be good i I think that this doesn't bode well for other anime adaptations um and I hope that we can uh figure out a way to get a good one at some point um it It reminded me of like the ghost in the shell of it all Ghost in the shell I think was a better adaptation than this movie. Um, I think the biggest problem with Ghost in the Shell was that they whitewashed it too much. Um, I think that this movie also like whitewashes this world probably, um, and I I don't I don't think it's it's a uh, it's 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 not well deserved if it's getting any praise from anybody. Um, but that's my opinion on it. Um, so uh if you liked me going over this review, and kind of plot breakdown. Uh, I'm usually going to make them a little bit shorter than this one. I I wanted to go more in depth than I probably would. Um, just because, uh, this one is, is, uh, is our my first one of these. Um, I'm probably going to be doing them in around 15 minutes. And if you like them, please let us know. Um, I'm probably going to be putting them out no matter what. Um, but if you really like them, uh, you should subscribe on our Patreon because that's where they're going to be coming out. Anyways, uh, we will be back next week after Blake has dug himself out of the snow um, with a, a new episode um, back on our normal schedule. Um, and if you are really interested in, uh, Alita after hearing this and just want to form your own opinion, if you hadn't seen it yet, um, feel free to go, uh, take a view at it. Um, but I, I, in my opinion, this is one that you can skip. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free, and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way, too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash Get Jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And hey, thanks for listening.